October 17, 2020. It's a lot for Pedro's show. Thank you. 
Bop for Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. Brother Matt still in the Love Grotto, a couple miles south, Pleasure Point, because we're in quite quarantino mode. But I am not totally man alone because of the incredible invention from them Skype engineers in Estonia. I got Peter with me from Atlanta. What town are you talking to me from, Peter? Uh, it's, it's 8 o'clock in the evening over here in the Netherlands. No, what town? Oh, wh- which town? Uh, Arnhem. Armin. Arnhem. Close yeah. to Nijmegen. I know a little bit about Arnhem because of the bridges, right? Yeah, the bridge, that's it. The bridge too far. And okay. Nijmegen, uh, people, listeners out there, this is kind of the uh, southeast part of Holland, or uh, Netherlands. and Because uh, actually Holland is the west part. Yes. <laughs> right. Netherlands is a collection of, you know, like United States. It's got its little groups. And uh, Nijmegen, Dornerus, so many gigs I did there. You played there, I think, maybe five or six times over yeah, the years. Right. Yes. The Red Door. Yeah. The Red Door. Yeah. And, and Nijmegen <laughs> is known as kind of a college town. It's a college town, yes. And uh, I live in Arnhem. That's well, you can do it on a bike. It's uh, a few miles uh, from Nijmegen, and that's the state capital where uh, Nijmegen is in as well. So and it's more like a, a more uh, working class town. Yeah. And, a little uh, less, uh, college. Although, although I've never played in Arnhem. Never played an anime before. Okay, no, well, but I was close. I was close. And then we shared a stage, and this was a rare kind of gig for me because Holland don't have a lot of countryside. But this gig was kind of out in the wilderness. This guy from the old day, well, his family is from the old days. Let uh, this festival go on. It was great. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, the that's cu- what we met. It was Cuz. Yeah. yeah, with Cuz, exactly. Yeah, I what booked you that show over there at a festival. That's right, and 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 it was kind of out. Wilderness, right, for uh, Netherlands. Yeah, that, that's the area where I, where I uh, grew up. I come from a very uh, small town in the east of the Netherlands, and that's uh, yeah, that's where the festival was. It was in a, a kind of forest, meadow kind of scenery. Yeah, <clears throat> it was very cool of the cat to donate the land for that. That was very happening. Uh, yeah, it's, it's from a baron. A kind of that's right, a baron. A baron. Yeah. <clears throat> the old days of organizing. <laughs> The buses, right? Because uh, people, um, there's another Dutch town uh, called. Uh, well, they just say Denbosch, but it's like the Duke's Woods, and it's famous yeah. because of the painter man uh, Hieronymus, but because Bosch means uh, woods in their language. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and <done> uh, <laughs> what was very, very, really big on me, right? My whole third opera, I owe Mister Bosch because I used thirty of his little creatures. As a metaphor. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, it's funny, though, the uh, three of the main paintings that I used, like 90% of the little men, 27 of them, one's in Lisbon, one's in Vienna, and one's in Madrid. Because <laughs> uh, other people collected them, you know. <clears throat> also, there's a history of uh, out of town bosses and stuff. It's a, a Dutch history is very interesting, like everywhere. But let's go into your history. What's, uh, Peter, tell me your uh, earliest musical memory. Uh, I think it is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just at home with my parents. Like I said, I come from a very small town in the east part of the Netherlands. It's uh, considered a bit of a rural area, working class redneck area. And uh, my earliest uh, musical Experience was just listening listening to uh, my dad's record collection, Rolling Stone, CCR, and uh, you know classic rock, I guess. So um, 
Yes, and there wasn't a lot of music around. So, so your pop, friend, was your pop a listener, or did he also play? No, I didn't. He didn't play. He was a listener, but my 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 dad worked in uh, uh, construction, so uh, it was just uh, always music on the background, but just uh, AM radio and a little record collection from uh, well when he was young. But um, uh, nobody played at my house. And there was no instruments. No, my sister tried to play guitar a few years, but uh, it didn't work out. And uh, uh, she has she has some music lessons, but. Uh, no, there, there weren't a lot of instruments around. Uh, uh, not in my neighborhood, not in my home. Uh, no, it's just just. Uh, what, what, about listen- at, what about at school? Were you in the band or the choir well, school, stuff? Yeah, I, I started playing fairly late. I guess when I was fourteen, I started playing drums. I started out as a drummer. I, uh, now I play mostly uh, guitar. But how, and, how uh, did that happen? How'd you get on the drums? Well, there was a. Maybe a funny story. Uh, 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 it's not really funny, but <laughs> my high school music teacher he played drums in the classroom. And when drum, I heard he had that, a drum set in the classroom. He had a drum set in the classroom, and he played just, I guess, a uh, kind of bossa nova rhythm. Uh, rhythm. And uh, something uh, hit me, and I thought, well, uh, it's time for me to uh, become a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he served as a good uh, not just an example but an inspiration well it was it wasn't a very um, inspiring guy but uh, that moment uh, he was uh, th- 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 i think that uh, out of few uh, uh, seconds in his life he was inspiring somebody okay. <laughs> now did you go did you go and buy a drum set yeah i, I uh, saved some money and i worked in the supermarket and i bought my first drum set and a few months later i played in my First band with uh, my uh, best buddy Rente. I'm uh, at his place now. So he's sitting next to me. Still good friends. So that was my first uh, band when I was, I think, 15 or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, you know what? I forgot to tell you the music. We we, we played Eastbound from John Coltrane and then uh, Maribel mm-hmm. Blues uh, from the New Atlanta album. God, it's well, nice. Yeah. Thank you. But. Uh, yeah, because I want to get, uh, I want to play now Dog Whistle Concert Number Five in E Minor from Atlanta. <laughs>
I couldn't find
Off from Pedro Show, that was Atlanta from their new record, Dog Whistle Concert number f- 5 in E minor. And then we had CPI, they got brand new stuff, Walking and Falling, Panther Paw from uh, Brighton, England. That's Brother Sam was from. Uh, Mike there, he's switching over from bass to guitar. God, how many times have I seen that happen? And then finally, <laughs> uh, now this Dutch word here, so Putzigel, uh Quist. The IJ people is their why. So, Quist? Great. Quist? <laughs> yeah, okay, I fucked that up. <laughs> At least I didn't make the WV like German. <laughs> so, Quake. Quake. Okay. Yeah, like, and uh, what's that uh, translate to, Peter? Sorry? Potsigel Quake. Yeah, Potsigel uh, Quake. Yeah. So, so what's, what, how, how would that translate in English? Oh, man, it sounds very stupid in English. It's, it's called a lost stamp. Ah. But it's a, it, there's a whole story behind it, so uh, I, I won't bother you with that. But, That's okay. Uh, but that don't sound a lost stamp, you know, like lost sock, you know, that things happen. <laughs> so let's get back to your music journey. So your yeah. first band, you were a drummer man. And what was the name of this band? Oh man, we had uh, lots of names. We we call ourselves Eat the Leak and Titchwood, but we were a very crappy, some kind of proggy punk rock outfits. We were the worst bands uh, you ever heard. Did you do? Uh, any, was it just practice, or did you end up doing any gigs? Yeah, we did. We did some gigs, but the area where we're from, there, there weren't uh, a lot of places to to play. And when we did a gig. People would request blues covers or Deep Purple covers or st- stuff like that. They were, weren't... Uh, Hocus really Pocus. A- uh, focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Focus. Well, you know, that was, they were big when I was a teenager. They had a huge hit here called Hocus Pocus. Yeah, that's, that's a kind of uh, yeah, a real Dutch classic. And, and uh, then, well, I like uh, this. It's a nice band, but... Uh, uh, the guitar man ended up being a big prog guy, Jan Ackerman. He, yeah, he is. He's still playing, and uh, but he's playing yeah, like uh, very slick fusion stuff for uh, <laughs> the last uh, twenty years. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He, he did make a good record with uh, John Abercrombie. I remember hearing. Yes, he did. Yeah, oh, wow. you, you remember yeah. that? Okay. Uh, tell me about the first gig that you guys did. If people were asking for other songs. Uh, well, we did the first gig that we did was at uh, at our high school. The there was uh, uh, the school existed 50 years, so we had the honor to play some music uh, then. And we didn't have a bass player. We had an organ, two guitars, and drums, and nobody was listening. And we were just bashing in the background. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe the organ so, guy did bass with his left hand. No, 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 he couldn't play that well. So uh, we, <laughs> we, were, we were very lousy then. You know, I say that because when I saw uh, Ronnie Montrose, he had Sammy Hagar singing, and they had no bass man, and the organ my, uh, guy was. Uh, I think the Doors used to do this sometimes too. Yeah, the Doors used to do it as well. Yeah, but we, we were just kids playing, and we, you know, influenced by uh, so, uh, like bands like Mud Honey and yeah, Nirvana, typical '90s stuff, and we just tried to spice it up with some. Yeah, because organ, organ's a little different. Those those were guitar bands. Yeah, so that was our uh, thing, I guess. But nobody was interested in us. We were very uh, lonely, desperate teenagers. Uh, yeah, but 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 Peter, you got to start somewhere. Like skateboarding, right? You don't just start doing ollies. <laughs> you got to oh, fall uh, down a few times. <laughs> Look, when I first uh, musically met you, you were playing bass for 
Automatic Sam, right? I, I was a singer in Automatic Sam. Okay, and the singer, player. the singer, singer guitar. Okay, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Okay, know, okay. Not. Well, my memory sometimes is is fault. You know, the good thing about Alzheimer's, you're always meeting new people, hearing new bands. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, when did, when did that band happen? Was that much down the road? That's a few years later. Uh, I moved out of that area where uh, where I grew up, and I um, I ended up studying uh, music. I went to a, a conservatory. Is that an English word? Uh, yeah. uh, a conservatory. I studied drums over there. So I've got uh, actually I've got a degree in music, um, uh, and uh, I, I uh, uh, got my de- uh, my degree as a drummer. Uh, and my guitar playing uh, started uh, later. My serious guitar playing because uh, I didn't like like the songs uh, uh, in the bands uh, which I was drumming. So I, I guess uh, maybe I should give it a shot myself and uh, try to write some songs. So uh, so so you switch from drums to guitar. Yeah, was because you didn't like what was hearing come, coming from your guitar guys. Yeah, more or less. Well, I, I like that stuff, but I, I always thought, man, I I, I, uh, I hear different stuff in my head, sure, and I sure. can't uh, can uh, I have to do uh, well I've, as long as I'm not satisfied with the music I'm playing. Maybe I should give it a shot myself. So that was the the reason I started playing guitar seriously. You know, I got a rock and roll theory. If you could play drums good, you could play anything good because it's all rhythm music. <laughs> In rock and roll, it's uh, rhythm is the, the most important part. That's so right. Maybe... So if you got it, the drums going, you can like bring that over. And it's so funny that the stereotype is a, the drummer is a retarded, idiot, stupid man when he's yeah. got all the power because of the beat. And if you notice. I like to put the drummers up front. That's a big mistake the Minutemen made. We should have never had George Hurley in the back. He should have been right up front. That's why I do these days. So y- you go over to guitar, and uh, I guess that band was over, right, with the organ and the two guitar guys. That was years ago. That was, that was in my uh, in my in my teens, and right. uh, then I well, then I went to study music. So uh, right, uh, right. Just... After your degree is when you begin a guitar band. Yeah, and uh, well, when I got my degree, I did some awful stuff just to pay rent. I, I played drums in a cover band, did awful session work with uh, very uh, <laughs> a top forty stuff, just uh, like a, a, re- a recording session drummer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, and it wasn't uh, satisfying at all. And, no, but uh, uh, at least you could keep your chops up. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's good for your chops, but it's not good for for your minds. <laughs> I always think whenever you play, even if it's something you don't like, you're invested in the next time you play. That's it. Wise words. I totally agree with that. It's never wasted because whenever you're doing something musical, even if you don't like it, you're you're working towards the next time, and that might be a place that you do like it. So, uh, it. so t- t- tell me about automatic sand. Yeah, when I uh, well, I, I got my degree, and in my mid twenties, uh, um, I uh, I was living in the south in Tilburg. That's where I studied, and uh, that's where I saw you play with. Uh, that's a Ron big, Ant- yeah. Nice that's game. an important gig. I've played that town only one time, and it was with Ron and Scott Ashton and Jay Maskus. And that's that the gig. Good. That's the one of the gigs that Ig heard about and asked for the reunion to happen. Yeah, she told me that at the festival, and that was just so cool to hear that because I was there in uh, in the audience. So um, that was a very special night for me as well. So uh, 
to see you guys play uh, together. Uh, yeah. So Automatic Sam was a Tilburg band. No, not at all. But I, I wanted to, to, to play with my old buddies from uh, from my childhood. So uh, uh, the drummer in Automatic Sam, he's uh, he's he's uh, related. He's family. He's a cousin. And uh, and my buddy Renze, uh, I asked him to play with me again. And my buddy Harm. And uh, uh, I wanted to move back uh, 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 back home. Uh, I was done in the south in Tilburg. So that was the reason. I just want to play my own songs with my uh, with my friends from way back when. And uh, actually, then uh, my uh, well, I've got a really small musical career, but then uh, stuff uh, started to happen for me. All those uh, recording sessions and studying music, uh, it didn't. Uh, um, it was I wasn't going nowhere, but when I uh, moved back to the east and I uh, started playing music with my old friends again, then uh, well, uh, good stuff uh, started happening again. So uh, it was a good decision after all. Okay, so what you're trying to say it wasn't wasted? No, 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 not at all. But uh, I was uh, I wasn't uh, fit for the the, the you know uh, uh, working drummer. Type of thing. That's that, 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 that's not me. I'm a create, creative guy. I'm not a virtuoso at drums and not a, at guitar. Uh, but I'm. Uh, I needed. To, I needed to go back home and play with my friends and uh, do my own stuff and yeah, don't. Uh, understood. Uh, and you put in your time. You did your your shift. And you pulled your shift. As enough. Now you're not. There's no longer a, on an automatic Sam. So what happened? Well, I guess we just bumped out of, after, uh, I, th I think, 10 or 11 years. We had, uh, it's almost a kind of spinal, it turned out in a kind of spinal tap story, like uh, well, every, every band, I guess. We had set, seven drummers, uh, a lot of lineup changes, uh, two bass players, and it was, I was just, uh, I was done. I was uh, kind of burned out after all those years. And uh, we played at a pretty big festival in the Netherlands. And after a show, I was taking a piss in the woods over there backstage. And I was thinking, uh, I'm done with this uh, as a lead singer. And I saw uh, uh, my booking agent and my manager standing over there. And I, w I was just done with those people, all the talking. Uh, I don't know. I was just done. I, w I wanted to go uh, underground, I guess, uh, again. So, so even though it wasn't as merch as that stuff you did before, it was still, yeah. Because, I, you know, you gave me some music. I've played uh, Automatic Sam on the show. It was I good, know. It's good it's stuff. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And But, you know, th some things, yeah, they only have a, what do we say, a shelf life for so long. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's time. So you left the band or the band just broke up? Well, I wanted to leave the band, and I talk. Uh, I, I started the band with Renze, my buddy Renze, and I said to him, "I want to, I want to quit. If you want to go on, uh, uh, I don't, uh, I don't need the money we, we've saved up. Uh, just go if you, go on if you want to." But he said, uh, "If, if you're going to quit, I, I, uh, I'm quitting as well." So it was over in one, uh, one night. Yeah. Well, you know, I always wondered about the name. Did it have anything to do with T Rex? No, you mean Telegram Sam, the song. <laughs> because, you know, the first gig I, me and D. Boone ever saw was T-Rex. So I was... <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Okay. 19, cool. 1973. 
No, it's it's from a Captain Beefheart lyric from the song Terror Plane. Oh yeah, the, yeah, of course, Terror Plane. Yeah, and it's a uh, well imp- improvisational lyrics, and uh, maybe you know the track. It's the twenty minutes long or twenty five oh, minutes yeah. long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he would write these huge old poems and then bring them to the music and stuff. Uh, I, I I recommend the Mike Barnes book on uh, Captain Beefheart. It's really yeah, incredible. I've, oh, I've you've read, read it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, that that period there. That's with the two versions of uh, Strictly Personal, and it ended up being a, a Mirror Man and Twentieth Century Quaker. And it's an awesome song. Yeah, yes. yeah, and that's where the band has kind of got a couple guys from the old days still, and then the young guys. That's my favorite Beefheart era, actually. Everybody's talking about the Trout replica stuff, and I like that as well. But I like the. A fucked up blues psychedelic uh, uh, yeah. freak show. There was more blues. <laughs> You're right. There was more blues. By the time of that uh, Trout Mass, the only thing blues is the Howlin' Wolf voice, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but it was bluesy. always a weird mix. I'm I, uh, always a big fan. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, October 17, 2020 edition. Watt from Peter, Peter Show, special guest Peter from Atlanta. Hold tight for hour two. October 17, 2020. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
right here in my arms I got my bundle of joy I'm a real proud papa Yes, I'm a happy boy She's six months old She makes funny little sounds We're having a conversation As we make our
Watt from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour uh, with Firefly Lullaby from Atlanta. And Sam Bennett after that, carrying my baby around town. And then Honolulu Strut from Atlanta. Uh, Off-air people, we're talking about Captain and uh, the different magic bands. I think there was 43 altogether. Oh, wow. Right. Well, Radar Station, right? Uh, There's a great website. Uh, Yeah, I know it. Yeah. com and uh, at the Radar Station, they go through all these. And the thing about the Mike Barnes book, you can actually... uh, go to youtube.com and listen to every one of those songs as he's talking about them. Cause he talks about recording almost every tune of the 17 records, right? No, 12 records, 17 years, 43 bands. Sometimes it's the magic band. Sometimes it's his magic band. Mm-hmm. Most time his anyway, uh, let's talk about Atlanta. So Atlanta comes from the ashes of, uh, automatic Sam. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When I quit automatic Sam, well, we did, we did, fairly well and with automatic sam in the netherlands and in europe and we do it a lot but it's, i was just done with the uh you know maybe industry side of it uh, yeah i'm not very good in english but i hope you know what i mean no 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 you're very good don't worry yeah you're talking okay. about the dirt behind the daydream that's it and uh uh then i quit automatic sam and uh, uh i pulled uh, uh i deleted all my social media accounts uh I just needed some, uh, I don't know, rest. Of, I wanted to be uh, uh, not publicly uh, playing music. So I did a lot of experimental stuff. And, uh, well, the drummer in Atlanta, that's my cousin Bob. And he uh, played in Automatic Sam as well on the first uh, two records. And I just asked him, asked him to jam uh, 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 with me again. And uh, it was in the studio. We just recorded it. Uh, and, uh, and uh, the guy on bass, it's a, a friend from uh, from the past as well, Sebastian. And it turned out so great, and it felt so nice. And uh, 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 we just started playing uh, music, and uh, we released our first album. And the second album is uh, out now. And, uh, well, I, I feel like I'm back on track again as well. I, I guess I needed some rest or some time for myself. And now it's really great to play uh Again, uh, uh, well, I'm not playing now with all the, this uh, COVID bullshit, but uh, you know what I mean. To, to play in a band again and uh, to uh, uh, to be serious about it. What was the first Atlanta gig like? Actually, it was at the same festival as uh, where we uh, met at the Mayana Mayana Festival in uh, in uh, yeah the, the festival where you play at uh, the, the Baron's Garden, you know, right, in the woods, yeah. The woods, that's where we played. We played at night in a little tippy tent. And uh, we just uh, put out our first uh, record on tape, 50 tape, just for fun to uh, give it away for free. Uh, and it was, uh, well, it's a bit weird to say about your own gigs, but it was an amazing experience because we only improvised. Maybe that's good to, uh, to mention. Uh, we don't. Uh, every song you just played on the, uh, on your radio show, uh, yeah. we never play that stuff live. We just start, and we don't uh, 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 we, we don't talk about keys or uh, time signatures. We just start playing uh, with, uh, sounds, and uh, then we come up with the stuff. So uh, we do that on stage and in the studio. So it was uh, a big experiment for us as well. So to do uh, the first uh, gig. Completely improvisational, and uh, uh, there was a very uh, uh, 
very special experience for me personally uh, to do it uh, uh, the first time if, uh, in front of a public. Yeah, and I want to play uh, Benacou Suite Part 2. Yes, that's from the first uh, record. Benacou right. Suite. Yeah. Okay, I was close. <laughs>
Scott from Pedro Show. We're talking about all the different words for dicks in both our languages. Okay. That was, uh, yeah, Bene Suita, part two. Don't know what, uh, yeah, we'll play part one at the end, people. I, I know I played them out of order, but that was on purpose. And uh, it uses part of his dialect because being in the East there, it's different. It's tough for Amsterdam and Den Haag people to understand them. Uh, then we had bullets or balloons from Spokanistan doing blasters and funeral at the beach, Atlanta. Uh, so improvised the recordings. The gigs likewise are improvised. Yes, they are. And because uh, I was going to say, the sound is so much different than automatic sound. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, well, uh, less instruments. <laughs> So uh, and there are no overdubs on any of the recordings. It's just drums, bass, and uh, and guitar, and it's uh, instrumental music and improvised. So, well, with automatic sound, we were singing with four guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more. We did harmony. Yeah, kind of more so, what we um, used to uh, at a, uh, I don't know, a contemporary rock. And this is, uh, yeah. For, for example, inspiration for Atlanta, other bands, people. Did you uh, ever listen to Greg Ginn and Gone? Of course, yeah. I'm a big uh, Greg Ginn fan. He's, he's one of my favorite guitar players. Yeah. And I, uh, um, you know they had a Dutch, and, a Dutch sound man for a long time, and so did Henry after. Yeah, Theo. Theo van Inberg. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you know. Small world. I, I know Theo <laughs> okay. pretty well, so he's from Eindhoven. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. Now, the club there used to be, or maybe it's still there, Fnar. Yes, it's still there, but they built a new one. So now it's uh, some uh, anonymous uh, uh, industrial building. The, the the old building is closed now, unfortunately. Oh, there was a lot of character to that. The same thing happened in Utrecht with the Tivoli. Yes, the same thing happened over there, and that's what is that, that's what is uh, happening in the Netherlands now. They uh, are killing the clubs uh, uh, slow, but they are doing it. So a lot of regulations over here with. Uh, DBs and with the sound and the the opening hours, so uh, it's uh, it's become uh, becoming very uh, uh, regulated over here. Unfortunately, and also, also this idea of uh, gentrified. What's that? Yeah, gentrified. They'll take an old neighborhood, a beat up neighborhood, usually art oh, yeah. artist kind of thing, and then they turn it into yuppie land. Yes, I live in a, I live in uh, such a neighborhood. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I live uh, between the yuppies. Yeah. So, uh, because, I'm not you know, a young myself, I think. But, uh, yeah. Well, they kind of covet the art and the culture, but then they go and they sterilize it with all this, uh, yeah, kind of uh, bland beige. Yeah. yeah, pastel. Right, right, right. So humans, we kind of share this kind of unquality. <laughs> Quality. Yeah, it's a, kind of so, sad. Yeah. But you know, funny thing about nature. If you want to, a farmer would tell you, if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So these guys might be just planting seeds for something good down the road. But, uh, That's what I think, yes. Because uh, in the neighborhood where I live, I live in the, one of the last uh, rental houses, and it's all uh, the yuppies are coming. So, uh, yes, uh, last man standing in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, and it, it probably. Uh, Shows up in your art, in your expression. Well, it's uh, because I play improv improvised music uh, uh, now. Well, I'm not uh, saying it's obvious, but there's probably an undercurrent. Yeah, I guess so. But it's uh, 
maar I don't know the, I have to ask Grenzen for the, the, the English word. What's Kleusenaar in Engels? Hermit. I live like a hermit. Ah, you know? so, yeah, yeah. So do I. Uh, so, <laughs> so, well, <laughs> I really live like a hermit. I don't have social media accounts. I don't have TV. So uh, uh, I read and play music. Uh, I like reading books and playing music. So when I'm living in my yuppie neighborhood, it's uh, very fun to get out with Alana and play improvised music so I can express all the things I have. Absolutely. Uh, you're, like in a ther- you're in a thermos bottle. Look, we're at the end of the second hour. It's October 17, 2020. Dishwap Peter Show. A special guest, Peter from Atlanta. Hold tight for hour three. October 17, 2020. It's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro show.
Watt for Pedro Show. Started the third hour off with Dabnate from Atlanta. And then Crane with Undercover. And then Tree Huggers and Hellraisers. And that's not the ZZ Top song. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, right, Trace Hombres? Uh, that's uh, that's our little uh, little joke. So you've uh, you've uh, you've got the joke. That's our version. Uh, okay, so it had, it had something to do. With, that's my favorite ZZ Top album. I like and I like Fandango, but uh, for us as well. So that's why we uh, we uh, because it's improvised and instrumental. We had to come up with uh, lyrics, and we are a trio as well. So we uh, and we are really big ZZ Top fans, and that's our favorite ZZ Top record. So we thought it would be a nice uh, nod to the. The little old band from Texas, so uh, that's why we uh, came up with that uh, title. So you're into Billy Gibbons? Yeah, who, who is it? <laughs> yeah, I love him. But you yeah. know, who who do you think Billy Gibbons? I got to meet him in Monaco. He's a great guy. All oh. three of them, Frank and Dusty. Frank and Dusty yeah. are Dallas guys, but Billy's Houston. And you know, big influence on him from Houston, Lightning Hopkins. Oh, wow, okay. You didn't know that. Now, Lightning, a lot of those licks... You know, he learned from him, and but he played on acoustic. Lightning didn't do a lot of electric guitar. So if you can imagine those licks on acoustic. But he he, um, he, he was taught guitar in person by Lightning Hopkins or by by, by uh, listening to the records? No, there's stories about, that. you know, if you got Lightning a little liquor, he would show you stuff. Wow. Yeah. Or maybe, you know... Just to show. Some people, yeah, they want a guard. I heard Robert Johnson used to turn around and not let you see his hands. But, yeah, oh, a lot of lightning nice. hop and, and great stuff, you know. Uh, I heard it on the X and uh, LaGrange and the, the, those kind of little, those guitar licks, you know. Great bass yeah. playing uh, with Dusty, too. Uh, him and Frank were in a blues band. Because I don't know if you've ever heard of the moving sidewalks. Yes, I did. It's, uh, that's the, the band of Ron Ashton, right? The, the first band? Well, it's Billy Gibbons. Ron Ashton's oh, in the Stooges. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know Ron Ashton is in the Stooges. I thought uh, it was the name of the, the uh, Ron's first band. But, no, it's uh, Billy Gibbons' first band. And he opened oh. up for Jimmy. This is where he met Jimi Hendrix. And, but they, they, they were like kind of trying to be England psychic. They even did a cover of a Beatles song and stuff. So it's, it's okay. you can't hear any ZZ in it. It's really strange. It's around the time of the Red Crayola. You know, the Red Crayola goes back to those days. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I want to dust my shroom. Dust my That's, uh, yeah, well, like dust my broom. <laughs> right. Some more blues, huh?
Pedro Show, last music for this edition, Dust Mushroom from Atlanta. So do the titles come last or first? Most of the time they come last. And uh, most of the time I make the selection of all the jams. Uh, and for the last records, uh, uh, well, maybe I, I just play, the, well, like I said, I, I live like a hermit. So I just play the music a lot when it's uh, finished. And uh, try to come up with some uh, original titles or some little inside jokes or references to stuff uh, uh, around me. So uh, stuff that I read or places that I've been. And uh, uh, there's most, most of the times uh, titles at last. Yeah. yeah. We had Hi Maya after that with Awareness Now. And finally, part one of Ben Benekusweta, part one. <laughs> right. Atlanta. And... Uh, you guys working on a third? Well, when you get ready to record, you don't have to practice. Well, you can practice jamming, but you don't have to work, uh, work on uh, getting parts together, right? Because it's important. No, we, have, we never practice. We only play. So uh, and every time we come together, we always record. So uh, we've got uh, enough stuff for, uh, well, uh, <laughs> lots of albums. So uh, uh, it's, it's a jam band, you know, so every time we play and there's a, a, a microphone uh, uh, around, we can make another album. So um, uh, we never practice. Uh, oh, you know, Perkins, I was in a band with Perkins and Nels Klein, Steve Perkins, it called Banyan. And the same thing, no practice. You just show up the gig and start improvising. So is there a third record in the works then? Well, not yet, because of all this uh, COVID madness. It's uh, well, the same uh, over here as uh, uh, where you are, of course. Yeah, so but that's not stopping me from uh, composing and recording. I'm, in fact, I'm doing more of that now because there is no gigs. I'm working on a solo record now, uh, uh, so I can do that on my own in the studio. But uh, there's regulations over here that you. Uh, can be with uh, too much people uh, in a studio, so uh, we can't go to a studio to record, or we can't do any shows. No, uh, no, 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 same, 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 same. It's smart to do. You don't want to fucking catch that shit. So I'm doing this alone. I got a Pro Tools thing in my pad. I call oh, it wow. Studio Thunderpants. Now, <laughs> of course, I can't have a drum, a drummer. I live in an apartment, so I can't have some pounderoni. But I can do all the other shit. Yeah, nice. Well, I, I don't record music. Myself, I'm I'm not in, into the technical stuff. I'm, I only play. I practice a lot, and, and I I've never hated practicing. Never hated practicing drums. Never hated practicing a guitar. So I do that a lot, and I write a lot, and I write a lot of stuff. And I'm recording a solo record now. Um, but with Atlanta, we can't go to a studio now, so uh, yeah, we have sure. to we have to postpone a, a tour, and all the gigs are gone. So but what's I the know, same? I know, I know, I know, but. You know, every yeah, musician. and everybody, you know, just moaning about every, that. That shit. Look, we don't get to live forever, too. There's certain kind of limitations that life throws out at you. So, I understand about all those things. So, but I'm trying to be creative, or, or trying to promote being creative, because yeah, you can get so down and uh, bummed out about this shit that it could be almost hopeless. But I don't think that's a good philosophy, maybe. Well, I totally agree, and I, I, I don't feel hopeless at all. But it's—I uh, I miss playing live, but everybody does. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. And uh, well, just gonna have to get through well, this. Well, tell uh, me about this solo record. 
that, uh, is this improvised or is this got singing in it and stuff? Yeah, singing in it, and uh, I play all the instruments myself, and uh, 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 seven songs. I've recorded seven songs, and yesterday I've uh, sang uh, five songs. Uh, are, they're ready to mix. And, um, well, it's, um, it has some stuff lying around, and it's pretty, uh, well, it sounds a bit sentimental, but it's a pretty personal record. And uh, um, uh, it's the first time I, uh, I'm... All by myself in a real studio. I've did some uh, home recording and some lo-fi stuff back a few years back, and I've released that as well. But uh, now I'm really I'm making a real solo record, and uh, it's uh, very uh, inspiring to do. Yeah, it's uh, um, uh, well, you you know how it is. You've, you've done it a lot, so well, I'm uh, curious. Uh, you know, uh, people I know, uh, Dave Grohl. And then people I don't know, like Stevie Wonder, Prince, they've made records where they play everything. And the first thing they do is the drums. Is that what you did? Yeah, I'm a drummer at heart. Uh, my drummer, drums is my first passion. And uh, no, I got I'm, bumped. I'm talking about uh, the way of doing things, making this record all by yourself. Is the drums yeah, the yeah. first thing you put There's, on? Yeah, that's uh, for me the same. But, but I, I, uh, I do it because that is uh, uh, I'm a drummer at heart. That's why uh, I wanted to uh, add that. Uh, I have to start with the drums. The drums are the most important uh, thing for me in a song. And uh, 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 so I, I, um, I made a, a drums, a drum arrangements and all that. So um, it's just one take, bash it out. I can do it very quickly. And uh, uh, when I have to do singing or guitar, then the all the <laughs> the shit happens. Peter, when you get done with this record, will you come back on the show and we can play it all and talk about it? Oh, wow. That would be, uh, yeah, I, I would be honest. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. It'd be big honor for me, man. Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm into, like, people that are motivated, even if they do live like hermits like me <laughs> and you. <laughs> people, it's been the October 17, 2020 edition of Out for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.